It's happy hour again from Central City, New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting next to you on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limo or out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour. A cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleans in a bar. In this case, Casa Borrega yeah. on Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard in Central City, New Orleans. Casa Borrega is a bar, it's a restaurant, and it's a live music venue as well. In fact, if you listen to this before Saturday the 14th of December, is that the correct date? It's going to be the Latin Jazz Festival that's taking place oh, here at Casa Borrega. But right now, it's happy hour. My guests sitting around the table here in this order are Jeremy J.F. Thompson. Hello, Jeremy. Hello. Hello. And now I told you earlier, right into that cheapo microphone. All right. Good man. Jeremy J.F. Why is it J.F., by the way, before we get any further? Is that your name or is that what we're supposed to call you? Just initials, you know. They put letters between two other words and they call them initials. They do. That good. So J.F. Is J.F. short for Jeremy F. Thompson? Uh, No. Well, that's J. You have two middle names. Are you asking me what my initials mean? What they mean? (laughs) James Foxtrot. James Foxtrot. Yeah. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> oh, come on. I could come it's up like, with a better joke than that. Come on. Could you? Do you have one? <laughs> well, Isn't, what is J in the, you know, the alphabet when they go Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta? What is J? That's a great question. Hmm. Anyone know, Andrew? Do you happen to know that? Um, no. Ja- is it James? It could be. Is it James? Foxtrot? I don't think so. What could it be, I wonder, Jay? Someone's going to know that. Chris, how can you not know that, for God's sakes? Anyway, let me get on here. Uh, Jeremy J.F. Thompson is the founder of Open House New Orleans, a media development, marketing, hospitality, programming, graphic design, and event production agency. You must be a busy guy. Not today, but yeah. Yeah. Dedicated to working with business, brands, and organizations that operate in New Orleans. Jeremy is also the founder of the New Orleans Daiquiri Festival. Congratulations. Good job. Now in its third year, the New Orleans Daiquiri Festival is the fastest growing festival in southern Louisiana. Really? Who says that? Everybody says that. Everyone knows that? It's just anecdotal or is it statistically correct? It is statistically correct. It is? Yeah. Okay. Where do we find the statistics to back that up? You have to call a mayor. (laughs) Mitch Landrieu? Yeah. Okay. We'll put in a call to him. Mm -hmm. Um, Where am I up to? Jeremy is also the founder, along with Defend New Orleans, of Defend the Daiquiri Campaign, a campaign aimed at preserving and celebrating daiquiri shop culture. That's a funny sentence. And the right to drink outdoors. Yes. Good man. Thank you on behalf of everybody in New Orleans. I think you deserve a round of yeah. applause off the bat. Good man. You're making me blush. Thanks very much. Elizabeth Bates is here as well. <laughs> Hi, Elizabeth. Hi. Hi. Elizabeth moved back to New Orleans in July of 2013 to be a part of Idea Village's Idea Accelerator program for new businesses. Elizabeth, who is five feet tall. Congratulations. Thank you. That's fantastic <laughs> news. Are you exactly five feet? Ooh, five feet and a quarter. Five feet technically. And five feet and one quarter inch. Yes. How long did you get to, where, where were you when you got to five feet? Like 12 or something? <laughs> when she hit puberty. <laughs> yeah, no, when did, you, when, did you, when did you get five and feet? And then I shot you? up another quarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when you hit five feet though? <laughs> Probably... I'm probably about 13. 13. So you've yeah. been the same height since you were 13. Andrew, what do you think? Yes. Did you, you didn't reach this height at 13, did you? No. So most people keep growing past 13, right, Elizabeth? Were you shocked when you got to five feet and stopped? <laughs> a little bit. It's turned you into a, a sort of a, a mogul, though, which is the good news, right? Yes, I'm, so I'm trying to make the most of it. God for that. Let's right. go on. 
<laughs> um, five Feet Tall is the founder of thepetiteshop.com, you see? Cool. Uh, thank you. The, first, the very first e-commerce site dedicated exclusively to petite clothing for women five foot four and under. How did you get to five foot four? Why not five foot three and under? Well, the majority of clothing is made for women who are between about 5'5 five five and 5'9. Five ah, That's typically what designers use mm. to fit their patterns. Really? 5'5 five five to 5'9 five is that what most people are? You should have one, of the, one of the roller coaster people outside that says, you must be this small to ride. Andrew, did you know that over 47% of American women are petite? 40, 40 what? Seven, it says. 47, here. Did okay. you know that only over 47% of the... What, what classifies petite? Yet only a small fraction of clothing is designed to fit them. Okay. 5'4 and under. 5'4 five five and under, right. Is that petite or is that your definition of petite? Your definition is five feet. This is another well, Mitch Landry question. I am question, five I feet, but the ah, definition of petite, uh, petite is, is either... Some people say 5'3", some people say 5'4". Okay, so if this is true, where do, where do I get a figure? Who gave me this? 47%. The United States Census. The United States Census mm-hmm. says that 47% of women are mm-hmm. five foot four and under. True story. Wow. So why are you the first person in the entire world to have come up with the idea of selling clothes to <laughs> over almost half of the female population of the United States? That's what I was wondering, and that's why I did it. But, but why would it be? Um, petite clothing has had a negative stigma for a long time. Is it? It kind of essentially first came to be in the 80s, but it's square grandma clothes, as I call them. Mm. Squ- really? Yes. That doesn't make any sense. Is that like Ann Taylor? <laughs> Would that be <laughs> Yeah, this is Miss Mick, the other voice you're hearing here. Let me the just introduce petite, Miss Mick, and the then we'll get petite. on with it. This yes, is Miss Mick, who's sitting across to me, who's the uh, uh, singer-songwriter from here in New Orleans. It's the lead singer of a band called Strange Roo, R-O-U-X, and has been on our show before, actually. And then the last time she was supposed to be on a show, just never showed up. Just never showed up. Just never just showed never up. Just never showed up. Just yeah. never showed up. Just we sat here and said, slept Do you remember right through this? that. You can't trust the What position. happened to Miss <laughs> Mick? You slept through it. Is that what it was? Slept right through that. No, seriously. Did you really? I, I did, unfortunately. S- you mm. slept right I dreamed through. about y'all. Really? Mm-hmm. What time did you go to bed that night? That morning. Morning. Um, or, let's just say around 4 Five Four or five in the morning. Okay. And they still invited you back. And our show, for one, you know, for anyone who's keeping score at home, our show starts at 4 p.m. in the <laughs> afternoon. So you had 12 hours. I had 12 sleep, hours. To sleep and get it. You must have yeah, been re- uh, really drunk or fucked up on something. What was it? It was a combination of things. Um, working long hours, playing a gig. Right. Um, within that, drinking and uh, mm. having to eat. You know, and no, awful. Do you have a manager or an alarm clock? <laughs> I don't actually. I don't have much technology in my house. I will have to say that. Well, I, I, know, I know you don't have a heater, which is hard yeah, to right, understand. Which we're just sitting here. We're all freezing our asses off here. It's winter in New Orleans when we're recording the show, and I'm wearing like two layers. How many? You've only got one layer. Got a couple. You got, got, got two layers. Yeah. And I'm Elizabeth's got a little a huge coat and jacket, <laughs> and and Miss Max sitting here in like bare. I've shoulders. been drinking rice milk. Since I got we ha- here, we have so got a, a, an awesome cocktail, I must say. But anyway, so you milk. slept through the whole thing. You don't have an alarm clock. You don't have a manager. You don't have a, who booked it. I know. Right? Who booked the gig for you? So who booked this gig? Christian. Christian and you personally. 
Yes, through Facebook. I see, through Facebook. Okay, that's how you do it. All right. Very well, anyway, I'm glad you made it this time. Thank God you had a good night's sleep. And you look fabulous, too. <laughs> Thank you. You really do. Thank you for asking me back, Christian. Well, yeah, Christian did. I said, <laughs> yeah, you I said, did, and you were like, mm. I said, no, if she doesn't show up, we're not having her back. She doesn't need us badly enough, obviously. But I'm glad you came back because it's good to see you again. And your hair looks amazing. Thank you. I used a sock. A sock is in it. Yes, do you want to touch it? Yes. It's kind of... Where is it? The sock, I mean, not the hair. It's under the hair. How do you do that? So anyway, if you just describe this, I know this is an audio show. So I YouTubed it. YouTubed it. I YouTubed it. If you want to see what this looks like, have a look on our website. You'll see a, a photo. We'll put a photo up there and also can on our you, Facebook is page. This in the you, no, well, it looks, it, it looks yeah. gorgeous. So it's all oh. piled up on top of your head and wrapped. In a, so what does YouTube tell you to do? Put well, a they sock tell on your you head? To, yeah, well, like, you kind of like have to get like a really thick wool sock and you you know brush it and you make it all you brush a sock you brush a <laughs> sock it's kind of entertaining so yeah and then you you know and where then is the sock at this point in your hand it's in my hand you're brushing it and i'm you know you brush it and you kind of stretch it out and you make it not like a sock anymore what is and, it like well you, you just make it to where it has a lot of material like you want to extract the material out of the sock so it's not real tight what we call stretch, stretch. Thank you. Okay, no problem. Yes, okay, so you We're stretch stretching it the so sock. it's unrecognizable now as a sock. Right. And then, you know, you can cut it open, and then you wrap it around to make it really thick. And then from there, you pull your hair through the sock, and you wrap it around like a bun. Oh, so it's an illusion. I see, I see. You know, my hair's really so not that like thick. So it's like a tube. It forms like a tube. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay, now I've got it. You want to try that, Jeremy? Jeremy? Yeah. I think you would. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna I think Graham it, would I'm give it a go. Okay. <laughs> Enough hair well, for that. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah. Anyway, where was I before that? Andrew was going to introduce. You Andrew Duhon is our happy hour troubadour who hey. wanders around the world and then occasionally wanders back into yeah. Castle Boraga. Hi. Hey, good to be back. Good to see you again. Yeah. I haven't seen you for about, has it been a year? No, I saw you last week. Oh, I was last week. Yeah. yeah, okay. Other than that, things are good? Yeah, great. All right. So listen, here we go. Jeremy JF, what do I call it? What do your friends call you? Uh, Jeremy usually. Jeremy, well, yep. okay, so forget the JF ever happened, Let's right? Let's do that, yeah. Just screw that, I right? I like that. Okay, so how <laughs> did you come up with the idea of saving the, because uh, the, it was a, if you listen to the show outside of New Orleans, it might not quite understand how important it is to be able to drink constantly here outside. They don't understand on the most street. things, yeah. And we used to be able to drink in the car. Right. Which was awesome. We had a senator that argued we should be able to always drink in the car. Well, I believe in that. In the Senate, yeah. Don't you? He said that in the Senate. Yeah. Who was that? You remember any senator's names? I don't. He's probably being chauffeured no. around too. And he's like, "Yeah, I should always have <laughs> yeah. a drink because I'm not driving." <laughs> but the, there's a difference between being drunk and drinking. Yes. Isn't there? I mean, you know, you're allowed to drive with a drink in your hand, but you're not allowed to be drunk, obviously. So. Well, not anymore. No, he can't do it at all. No. No, no we're both, sure we were the last state in the union to to ban out the open alcohol container I in the car. I believe we are. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, didn't they tell us they threatened to take all the federal funding away from the highways, which would be horrible because mm. they're in such good condition now. Uh, Could you imagine oh, right, what it would look right. like around here if we didn't have <laughs> even, even that money? Even now with the drive-through daiquiri shops and whatnot, there's actually a very specific stipulation. It has to be frozen. It has to be a frozen drink. Huh. It can't just be any drink. So if you were to go through a drive-through daiquiri shop and try to order I don't know, a, a Cosmo or a Mojito. Uh, or some shots. Or shots. Can't be done. I guess if you were in park and you took the shot there, that's a bigger debate. But I'd, if you were to go on the road with it, it mm. has to be a frozen drink, which is kind of a unique stipulation. It has something to do with uh, the money behind it. Yeah. Well, we should describe as well to people who are not familiar with what New Ones looks like, if you happen to be listening to this outside of New Ones, it's a drive-through bar, basically. You drive your car 
up to the window and they hand you a daiquiri, which can be up to what size? Like, huge. I, I'm not sure there's like a limit because you pints. can actually order gallons through the... D- d- yeah, you right. can get a gallon mm. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe the law is that the straw is not allowed to be in it. Is that mm. right? Yeah, they can't puncture the lid. And le- unless... What happens when you get pulled over and you have been drinking it? As long as you take the straw out. Well, they can tell if it's been perforated or not, but oh, you could can. take the lid off. Wow. Well, that's illegal to take the lid off. Oh, it's so illegal. Take the lid off, and then when you yeah. get pulled over, put the lid back on. Yeah. You could. And oh, you'd be like, oh, good I, just advice. Asked, I just asked for a half a daiquiri. You could say that. You could. Okay. Sure. Is this your advice? You're not a lawyer, are you? No, I'm a, I'm a daiquiri legal consultant. Okay. <laughs> so you can get away with that. So yeah. you drive through the drive-thru, you pick up your daiquiri, and you can't stick the straw through the hole anymore, which I didn't actually know that. But you can stick, take the top off, put the straw, and then start drinking, as long as it's a frozen drink. No, well, not in the car. Not legally, not but legally. who doesn't? Well, sure, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, everyone does that, right? I suppose you got good lawyers. Do you have station. a car? Like I just say whatever I want. You can say whatever you want. Okay, am I lawyers. representing you or me? Either me, way. you're representing me. Perfect. As my yeah, attorney, I would say drink it, drink it right <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. <laughs> All of everyone, but everyone does, right? Nobody goes to a drive-through daiquiri to pick up a drink to take home. Of course. I right. suppose they, they do. Who? Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of people that actually have, like, traditions where on, say, Tuesday or Thursday or whatever, they have, like, couple night or they go out to the fly and they take their daiquiri, so they'll go through and they'll, mm-hmm. get, they'll get a whole tray of daiquiris, you know, for, like, their friends or their family, and then they'll go out somewhere, like, down to the river or whatnot, and they'll have their kind of tradition that they have. Mm. I actually just keep in my center console a whole rack of untampered with tops so I can just replace, you know, when the cops... Okay. Come through. That's a good idea, yeah, right smart. there. Or you could just, good you know, thinking. skirt the whole thing, go through the top, and that that styrofoam side's pretty easy to puncture too. So I just <laughs> go through there. There's yeah. no law about that. Yeah, no, we, we debated this. The idea of trying to come up with a daiquiri tap. Yeah, totally. So you just put in the side of a styrofoam cup. It's got a little nozzle yeah. on it, and you can just tap it. You mm-hmm. know, little cups. And who debated that exactly? In the legislature? Me and the, and the interns I have. I want to get a fresh fruit daiquiri. Where can we get a fresh fruit that's a great daiquiri question, that's not in the hotel? Because all you can get is like the really, you know, concentrated, sugary, mm-hmm. thick. Mm. I can give you four places off the top of my head to Please. get a fresh fruit daiquiri. Go ahead. The Saint. Oh. Yep. They're going to have uh, all kinds of stuff. And they're going the extra mile. They're like juicing cucumbers and doing right. all Whoa. kinds of different things. Wow. Also, uh, St. Lawrence. Okay. Mm. Uh, they inherited, you know, when they bought out what used to be the harbor. Mm-hmm. Down on North Peters, they kept the daiquiri machines, and they make M's cup daiquiris, and they make blueberry gin basil daiquiris. They top them with champagne sometimes. Mm. Uh, Booties in the Bywater has mm-hmm. a variety of fresh daiquiris. They're always rotating, plus the Bywater bomber there. And then also, uh, kind of old school, been around for a while, the organic banana, even though they're using blenders. In the French Quarter? In the Yeah, in the French market. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they have a right. kind of terrible service. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> and really high prices. <laughs> but if I had to use a blender all day, I'd be pretty pissed off. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you really know your daiquiris. I do. I've spent a lot of time. Yeah. How did I'm you, learning so much. How did you... Uh, let's talk about how you got into it in a minute. Talking about it. Let's just take a break for one second and make Miss Mick play a song seeing she's awake. All right. What are you thinking <laughs> of playing for us here? I'm going to play uh, Sorrow and Pain. Ooh, doesn't that just go really good with a drink? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why we drink, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, can you do it with the headphone wires and all this? Yeah. You? All right. I feel like uh, I scoot this closer. Okay. I 
It's a cold, cold day when you're living in pain. There's no gain, no gain when you're living in pain. So say my name, say my name. Wanna hear it again? Cause you speak so sweet when you talk to me. Yeah, you take away. Take away my ball and chain you fade away, fade away my sorrow and pain. One step forward. Two step backwards is what I am known to do. Yeah, so please stop asking me why you keep telling on me. Don't you know I got things to do? Like you, you take away, you take away my ball and chain, you fade away. Fade away my sorrow and pain. It's a cold, cold world. It's a cold world. It's a cold, cold world. It's a cold world. Yes. I'm almost prepared to forgive you for last time after that. In fact, I will. I'll never bring it up again. Beautiful, Sorrow and Pain, Miss Mech, spelled M-E-C, if anyone's listening to this. Yeah, no, they're initials. (laughs) (laughs) Where do we find you on the internet? MissMech.com? No, actually, um, you know, Facebook works for me right now. Um, And then from the Miss Mech on Facebook, it will link you to my .com, which is um, the other projects that I work on, which, again, is The Stranger is the main band that I've been playing out with right now. Okay. Does anyone want to find some stuff and steal it? They can find Miss Mick on Facebook oh, and then well figure not, it out from it, there. Right, as long as they right. you know contribute me as the writer or whatever, they're like shouting out to Matt this wonderful song. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, use it. No, I don't mean steal it in the sense of steal the song. I mean steal it till they can play it at home on their you know. Oh, absolutely, yes. You can download iPod. some stuff from the Facebook. Okay, the Facebook it is. Good, okay, M-E-C is the spelling of Miss Mick if you listen to this. Okay, Elizabeth, tell us all about it. What gave you the idea, other than being <laughs> short yourself <laughs> and figuring out that you couldn't find any clothes to buy anywhere, I assume? Well, I think you just said it. <laughs> That's what it was? You went shopping? Along with I've the f- 47% of American women. Right. Where are the rest of them buying this stuff from? Thrift stores. Thrift? Oh, well, there's, there's an answer. Um, <laughs> there are a couple of chain stores that do sell petite clothing, but it's typically pretty limited, so they only do a couple of their styles in petite sizes and sometimes you know you don't you want something a little bit different and you don't want to show up in the same thing that your coworker in the cubicle um, one row over is wearing so I does that, does that happen frequently I guess if you're uh, short there's a greater can, possibility mm-hmm. y'all both bought the same thing it's on the mannequin yes mm. there are some stores I won't name names but um, you can name them it's okay no one listens to the show at all yeah. <laughs> perfect <laughs> So let's say you go to Banana Republic and they have 
you know, five dresses. And typically they focus on work attire, mm-hmm. like yeah. all the teen stores. That's the majority of what they have. And so People my buy goal, their work clothes at Banana Republic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It's pretty Especially boring. I guess if we had a job, we <laughs> might know something about that, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. If only. So, so you go to Banana I'm sorry to interrupt you. So you go there and there's only like five things to choose from. It's limited. It's limited, yes. And so my intention was to, well, I spent about 10 months traveling to apparel trade shows around the United States and just hit the pavement. And I asked every single vendor and designer at these shows, you know, do you have petite items? And most of the time I heard no. And every once in a while I heard yes, or we could do that for you. <clears throat> so that's, um, that's what I focus on, just finding some items that were more unique and fashion forward for kind of the 25 to 44 age range. So people have done this for, for large sizes, I've seen, right? Mm-hmm. There's a probably a, well, I you think there's a lot more fat people than little people, right? <laughs> Especially in America. Yeah, you, that's what I'm talking about. You'd think that. Mm. Yeah. That would be a better market, giant people. <laughs> because well, yeah, I've seen a couple of stores in New Orleans alone that have like fashion for, for fat women. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're called that, but that's what Voluptuous it is. Voluptuous in yeah, yeah, something larger <laughs> sizes or a big, beautiful woman or something like that. <laughs> but that's what it is, right? It's a larger size. It's not women who are tall and Amazonian. It's people who are giantly overweight. Mm. Right, plus size. Right, but you're not... You're, I mean, you can't get small by not eating. <laughs> well, and there's, there's a common misconception that petite is just short and skinny, or really skinny. Yeah, because yeah. you can be petite but with... You can be petite and you can, like... What is that international symbol? Giant, <laughs> giant <laughs> breasts. Yes, yes. You can be petite with giant breasts. Yes. Is that uh, common? And a big booty. Really? You can, so, for example, on my site, I have from size triple zero up to size 16. Triple zero. And there are petite plus sizes. Hang so on. Wait up. Triple zero. What does that look like? Like a... Very small. Like a little toy. Thing. Well, there are a lot like of a doll. adult women who are petite who end up shopping in the kids section, which is just... Okay. They end up having stars on their butts. Mm. Exactly. Stars on their butts. You don't need butts. to wear cartoon you know, where like when you're young girls like, mm. you know, have like the same... Have words like cheer or something. Mm. Pink. Yeah. yeah. Pink's good. Yeah. Why do people have yes. pink on their butts? I don't know. I hate that color. Well, no, not... No, I mean the word. I mean, not pink, the color. You hate pink as a color? I don't hate... I hate... Like flamingo pink, which Fl- is more pink. It's, yeah, it's not as red. <laughs> right, because you're trying to take your foot out of your mouth. Because that's not pink; that's purple. That yeah, this wearing. is not. It's, this yeah. is not. It's yeah. more like a crushed berry. It is. It is. Fair. I would. Yeah, berry is definitely. Is that a petite size jacket? Yes, it is. Specifically, yes. like it would look strange on a five. You should try it on. Six. <laughs> you what? are welcome to try it. On. <laughs> And yeah, we can do some. But the only, the only, the only difference we're talking about because it was, it was curious to me that you said you went to these designers and they just said no. It's just a measurement thing, right? It's like, oh, let's run a couple in this measurement. Why, why not? It's a whole new pattern, and yeah. I think the mindset is it's a lot easier to make things smaller than it is to make them bigger. So, a lot of petite women have just accepted the fact that they have to take things to the tailor mm-hmm. and get you know the sleeve shortened and the hem shortened but we're spending an additional you know 10 to 40 dollars for each item of clothing that we've yeah. bought in order to get it altered to actually fit us right so you have a grandma that sews really good 
Yeah, grandma for that petite girls. Okay, so Elizabeth, you don't have a store, though. You have an e-commerce site only. It is all online, but we're based here in New Orleans. That is cool. What's it called? ThePetiteShop.com. ThePetiteShop.com. That's French, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) So can you, like, take home clothes, and if it doesn't fit, you could send it back? So you can is that crazy? No, that's what people do. Because I feel like right? if I shop online, I'm like, well, what if I get it and then I don't like it? It's like can Zappos. I like return this? Zappos.com, we have free anything. shipping and easy returns. Okay, cool. And if you're here in New Orleans, I do have trunk shows periodically. So. Yeah. Wait, did you that's say you thing. do or do not have it? Are you looking for a storefront? Are you looking for a storefront? Or are you no, doing sir. Hmm. We're just keeping Why, it Why, Jeremy, you got an idea? I always, this is what I do. What I, do you do? I think I came up with hairbrain stuff like daiquiri festivals. Yeah. Wait, are you like a realtor as well? <laughs> no, that'd be great. I wouldn't have to do anything. I would just sell houses. Anyway. Well, I don't think it's illegal. You could do that if you wanted to. I don't know. Doesn't sound attractive. No. What do you do all day, actually? No, I, was tr- I was trying to engage. Yeah, okay. So, okay, sorry. Subject. Let's get it off you then. <laughs> Let's get, so you have a storefront that you think would work for Elizabeth? Not necessarily. I'm just curious. I always want to see what people are doing here in New Orleans. And there's so many new businesses opening up. And what she's talking about is a, kind of in a, in a boutique vein, I think, maybe. In the sense that it's, you know, it's a specialty item, give or take, depending. But, I mean, it makes me think of a lot of other things, like up until, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe even less than that, getting small men's clothes, just fitted men's clothes, was very difficult. And, unfortunately, the options became things like, you know, American Apparel and H&M and whatnot. But prior to that, if you wanted to get, like, you know, a, a nice dress shirt and some pants, like, you probably had to have them tailored. I mean, and, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know in general how other people feel about it, but I always felt like it took forever for those brands to come around. So when you talk about petite women's clothes, I know it's a different demographic, but it's still like the same frustration. And especially in New Orleans in the South, I'm just now starting to see a lot of these stores sort of open up, which is a whole other kind of uh, sort of cultural phenomenon. It has to do with the new types of people moving here and whatnot and mm-hmm. the different audiences that we're catering to. But I'm curious you know, to know how many of your clients are in this city versus around the country i think just because i've met so many people here and i've gotten to interact that i i definitely do have customers here but equal to any other city around the united states i get my customers typically are in california new york chicago larger cities um like that do they have trade so, shows like you were talking about here in New Orleans as well, a big convention city and whatnot? No, but actually there's a movement to start a fashion industry trade group here, kind of spearheaded by the publisher of Amelie G Magazine. So that's an exciting thing that just uh, happened this week, actually. That's great. Nice. Mm-hmm. Where do the shortest people live? What state? That's an excellent question. Oh, man. Well, if it's in the <laughs> shortest people. Well, shortest per average or shortest, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it the, the overall oh, right. mean of height or is it like... Well, I would I say know. something more like New Orleans, something that's, like, not cold weather, like, where you have to be a big man and go cut wood well, and you're like... <laughs> I mean, I went, to, I went to school in Santa you know what Barbara. I, mean? like, I feel like, is that... You went to school in Santa Barbara? Yeah, well, for, for undergrad school and, and we no, had a place I called Perry... there. A place called Periwinkle Lane... Yes. That Harry was Winkle Lane. That was a short person street. Ah. What? No, <laughs> you not, need to look not not you not petite, not petite, a short oh, person right. street. Yeah, not your demographic. A short person That's what street. a small person street. Yeah. You mean what What, what makes the street a short person okay, street? You, meaning it was occupied by people 
dwarfs. Formerly known, no, formerly known as midgets, okay. but now they like to be called small people. And there's like a segregated part of Santa Barbara. No, literally. Who they, makes their clothes? They live in Montecito. They have, they probably have, they probably make them or have them made, but they literally have small houses, small it's like doors. It's like Disney? So it's like a putt-putt course. It is, but they hate it when you drive through it. You can't, they don't like visitors at all. What do they do? I, I don't know. I don't visit because I'm respectful of them. I have never, uh, I have <laughs> been to Santa Barbara and I've never been to. What's well, in Montecito? You'd have to this. drive up into the hills of Montecito and. How do they find each other, these short people? Facebook? I don't know. Facebook. That's it. You t- your it setting on short person yeah. and it just by shows up. I thought, but this is not set aside by the Santa Barbara County Council or anything. This is just a bunch of short people sort of got to know each other and said, hey, I'm building a little house. I can You're build. going over my head now. I, this is, I, I gave you what I have. That's okay. It. That's all I got on it. <laughs> Wikipedia from here. Periwinkle Lane. Check it out. (laughs) Periwinkle Lane. That's a good thing. Chris, check it out. Chris is on it. Periwinkle Lane. Okay, but those people are super short. So that's another demographic you could... Not your world. Probably. Not really, I think. So here's my question. Why don't don't any of these designer stores have like an in-house tailor? That's pretty... Yeah. Well, they do. A lot of them do. But Which it's one? But it's expensive. Not here, but yeah. like in New York, they have all that yeah. kind of stuff. But it's like it's the premium. Okay. See, I right. to pay that. Yeah, yeah, right. super premium. But is it? Yeah. Could it be? Would it be that expensive for a place like the Banana Republic no. New York joint to have like the three mirrors and a guy standing right there with his tape measure on his shoulder, like? You like those pants? Or you just kind of like those pants. Come on, brother. You know, <laughs> let me play. You know. yeah. Well, there are there are plenty of clothes that actually can't be altered. Like uh-huh. if a dress has a hem that's scalloped lace, or if it, there's a lot of beading, mm. or things like that. Um, a leather jacket, you can't shorten the sleeves on there. Well, so. so your wardrobe has gotten a lot bigger since you started doing this. I'm imagining. Yes. Because you have to try this stuff out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. People have such different taste, though. I mean. And th- which is not sort of stratified by height. You know, mm-hmm. there's a short that person who loves hippie looking like a hippie, and there's a short person who wants to look like a corporate executive. That's true. Can you cater to both those types of women? I've tried to, and, you know, I've, I bootstrapped this startup, so at this point I've just tried to have kind of a core collection of more or less classic pieces with a little bit of a little something-something, so like this dress is... How would you describe it? This is pretty classic, Sexy. but it has a fun um, pattern print on it. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah. say it's Mayan. A little, a little pink. It's kind of mm-hmm. Mayan. Or geometric. Yeah, it's <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Who was but it's a shirt dress. And geometry it, yeah. was invented by the Mayans. You know, come on. Good point. So I, I failed geometry <laughs> really bad. Did you, you dropped out of Tulane, right? I don't want to say oh. I dropped out. We my my funding back. got cut off. So she, she launched out. <laughs> in lieu to that, I had no choice. If you if you search <laughs> on our website for Miss Mech, M-I-S-S-M-E-C, and look back at the last show she did here and listen to I won't make you tell this whole story again. Oh, please. Unless you want to tell no, the whole story. I mean, no. This is a good opportunity to appeal for an honorary we degree. We don't have to go over exactly how you funded that operation, but it's a fantastic story about working in a strip club mm. to pay for college. It's I didn't strip. I didn't strip, and let's I know y'all don't believe that. I just make I served drinks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kept your clothes on. Kept my clothes on. Actually, yeah. You're the only person here today who has hardly any clothes on, interestingly enough. <laughs> 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 that would be very interesting in considering that point. But, um, you know, I had about what the, you know, what I have now, dress or corset, stockings, gloves. It was more cabaret. So I actually got to be more classy and... Mm-hmm. Uh, the classy strip club. 
if anyway, you know, if, not, a, if a club could, right? Story yeah. But anyway, where do you buy shoes? You know what? I don't buy many shoes. Why? Um, Why I, ha- I have two sisters. Oh, so yeah. um, and they have one foot each, and they each pretty. Get their m- extra well, shoes my uh, one sister got pregnant, so like her feet got really big, and she gave me like, some shoes. Did they return to their normal size after she had a baby? Yeah, but I didn't. You know, you, didn't once get the shoes you can't back. be an Indian giver. You can't be like, hey, here's. She didn't shoes. realize that she was only going to be pregnant for nine months or something, and then her feet would return to their well, normal size. Well, and when you're pregnant, you don't you don't think things through. I don't. You, know, you took advantage of that. And absolutely. Stole her shoes. Nice. Where does she live, your sister? She lives in the Lower Ninth Ward, actually, over okay. in Hot Holy Cross on Desilin Street. And did she, what did she say when she uh, had the baby and her feet returned to the normal size and she had no shoes? Though? Well, I came in. She's like, damn, those look good on you. I want them back. I'm like, sorry. You're going to get pregnant again. And then she's pregnant again. <laughs> she is. So that's nice. When's the baby due? This time? The baby is a baby girl and she's due in March. Okay. So we're all very excited. Has she consequently bought any more shoes and given them to you then? No, I think she's now second guessing now due to the fact that, you know, she might want to wear them again after she's pregnant. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really, you know, I tend to do a lot of secondhand things in the sense of shoes. Secondhand shoes, that's kind of gross. If it's in the family. I mean, not oh. sandals. <laughs> I mean, not like sandals and stuff. I mean, like, you know, so- shoes that you have to wear socks with. Hmm. So tennis yeah. shoes and boots. Wait, why yeah. are sandals worse? Just because of the socks? Well, because sandals, well, because then it's like, if you're wearing, if you're, sh- if you're sharing sandals, yeah, you, you know, it's more of the toe jam and all that stuff in there. I ain't mm. too proud. Right. <laughs> no. Hey, Andrew, you want to play something? I'll play something. Okay. You have to talk amongst yourselves. You gotta okay, you've got to get the guitar out of the, out of the case and so on. So when we come back from um, talking to, uh, listening to Andrew, I, wanted, I really want to ask you about, oh, wow, nice, Daiquiri store culture, because I, I love that phrase, Daiquiri store culture. What, just give us a sort of a thumbnail about what that is. Well, it's, it's uh, Daiquiri shop culture. Oh, sorry, Daiquiri shop culture. I mean, it's not my thing. I'm just saying I'm correcting you on behalf of Louisiana. <laughs> but um, thank you very much. No problem. It's some, something I do. But um, okay, what is it? It's it's a. Uh, I think it's the culture surrounding the the mini daiquiri shops we have all throughout the state. Are they anywhere else in America besides here? Uh, yeah, but in a kind of different form. I mean, they, they are in Cuba, for instance. Cuba. Is that where yeah. it originated? That is where the daiquiri, the original daiquiri, which is far flung from what we have now. Yeah. yeah. Not a frozen drink, but nevertheless, that's where the word comes from. And that's where it originated. And then Hemingway, of course, jumped on board and was a big fan, made mm. his own version. Beautiful. But hey, you uh, said something interesting. What, where does the word come from? What does it mean? Okay, I'm gonna, I hope I get this right. I believe it's, uh, I, mean, I know it's not right, but um, I want to say it's Onehill. It's, it's, it's the indigenous tribe that lived in Daiquiri Bay prior to the Spanish occupation of Cuba. Mm. And the word is from their language, but it's now an extant language, and we don't know specifically what it meant. But that's why it came from there, because Jennings Cox, who was a, uh, an importer and a, a military man, among other things, uh, ran a, was one part of many people running a mining facility there. And uh, supposedly, there's various stories, but they ran out of gin or preferred something else and tried combining the Cuban rum, which is a local thing there, with uh, lime and some crushed ice and came up with the daiquiri. But most cocktails are like that, uh, for the most part. I mean, the margarita, the daiquiri, they're all the same formula, it's just take the booze you add a little sweetener a little bit citrus and that's about it so that's the word that's where the word came from and the drink itself came from from cuba yeah but like most things in new orleans when, we, when it gets here we just decide what it is we fix it up yeah. did it did it come straight here does it mean when cuba 
Cuba's in New Orleans is a pretty straight shot at one no, point. No, no, it had to do with uh, Roosevelt and the Friendly Neighbor Act and uh, opening up to Cuba early on in the in the uh, 20th century and uh, being receptive to Cuban trade, and it became very popular, the Admiral's Club, and so many people were drinking it because it had become popularized in Havana. And by the time it became popular with uh, Roosevelt, supposedly, then it spread to the kind of posture clubs and bars throughout uh, the country. But New Orleans, uh, since the inception of the country, has been one of the most, uh, I guess, aggressive forerunners of cocktail culture, embraced it. As far as the frozen daiquiri, well, that's a longer story. Should probably wait till after. The okay, track. we'll let Andrew play a song, and then we'll come back and talk about where the frozen daiquiri and those giant things that look like sort of washing machines. Those are from. washing. They machines. are in fact washing machines. Those oh, that's right. Machines, yeah. <laughs> what are you playing? Oh uh, man, I'm playing something brand new that isn't done yet. Good. That was I hate that. I hate even that was the original that. intention of this know, whole thing. I know. I know. I know. And yeah, so here it goes. Okay. Heart of a man is a runaway train Rolling on cold cigarettes and cocaine Burning off his freedom At a speed he can't sustain Oh, the heart of a man is a runaway train Oh, the heart of a man is a runaway train Good-hearted woman does the best he can To show a simpler way to her man Still he dreams of leaving her on the platform Just crying in the rain Pick up steam and yell back forth Say, I'm sorry, I can't explain It's just the heart of a man is around away Got no ropes and chains around Oh, nothing ties me down Oh, Westwood is the only way I'm bound But when I find true love, you'll know it You better hold tight to the rain Cause the heart of a man is a runaway train Oh, the heart of a man is a runaway train My knuckles tied against the throttle Wishing a gentle voice would call my name Wrap his soft hands around mine Slow the blood coursing through my veins Ain't no savior ever reigned These days they don't even come around It's gonna take a woman like you To slow this train down Got love, show me love, 
I've got that love to hold tight these reins Okay. Is that uh, still not finished? What would you have to do to that? Oh, you know, I was just thinking about some uh, arrangement things that, you know, I could put some things different places and make it more effective, I think. So, yeah, we'll see. What makes it sound so nice, the arrangement you've got, is that simple sort of driving train type uh-huh. sound, though, right? Yeah, that exists, yes. I love that. That's <laughs> a beautiful you. song, Andrew. Thanks, man. Nice, isn't it? Don't you think, Jeremy? Very JF? much so. Yeah. We what? talked about that. No, no more JF. What do you uh, listen to at home? I actually listen to uh, pretty much whatever my fiance wants to listen to. She's a DJ, so she's she has a, DJ. a huge vinyl ah, collection. She knows what's going on. Fortunately, it's good stuff. But I listen to a lot of uh, country and old R and B and soul stuff like that. She's a DJ, as a in the sense of she spins records in clubs and so on, or on the radio. Uh, no, not on the radio, but she does in clubs and bars and what's restaurants. What's her name? Do we know her? DJ Bunny. DJ Bunny, what a great she name! Spins what? at One Eye Jacks and at Tiki Tolteca. How uh, did you guys meet? I guess I met her when I moved here. I used to go to a, a, a monthly night that I've always loved. It was the first night I ever discovered New Orleans years ago before I moved here called Alligator Chomp Chomp. It was, uh, it's a uh, kind of a, what do they call it, swamp pop night mm-hmm. mixed with R&B and, and soul and some funk and some other things. Uh, and she was kind of the protege of the DJ that DJs that night in my dance party, uh, DJ Maddie. And uh, I met her through that, and she was always nice to me. We were friends for Most people are not years. nice to you. Um, I, I probably don't make it easy, but nevertheless. Really? Yeah, yeah. Why? Um, they're not always interviewing me. You know? Well, well people are not nice to you generally, though? Um, no, no. I would say that, I mean, they, they do their part. And yeah. you're not nice? I just don't really think about it. You seem like a nice enough person. I feel that way. Yeah. Why do you think uh, you come across as not nice to people? I don't know. I have other things on my mind. What are you thinking about right now? Um, how to make the most out of this program. Hmm. What would that be exactly, though? I don't know. That's why I'm thinking about it. Hmm. <laughs> well, if you come to a conclusion, I'd love to know. Well, you'll know. Because <laughs> we love to make the most of it, too. Sure. We just sort of, we haven't got really a plan for it. If you can come up with a plan of how we could That's make the most. That's all I do could is we plan. Really, is it? Yeah. you like a thinker? Do you want to hire thinker? me? I could do that. Sure. Yes. Do you need to be paid? Because that would be a problem right there. <laughs> okay. I get double whatever you get. Okay, that's perfect. Right. Okay, yes, that's you're right. on. You're hired. Hire, right? You're hired. Okay. What, so this is what you do. You're a, you're a marketing person. Marketing and programming, yeah. So you're actually thinking all the time about how you can push something and make it successful, make it bigger. This is what I did in, in New York and L.A. and San Francisco, but I, I hated it, and it drove me to the only place that I actually cared about, which was the city. Yeah. And I uh, decided I was going to make a home here and buy a home here and then put down roots and make something of it. And the difference is that when I do it here, I do it for things that I think are worth a damn. Right. Which is what? Bo- uh, which booze. is, I think, well, booze for one, that's a big part of it. I mean, people all, uh, underestimate those things that we attribute to festivities, but really they are the, the life and soul of those things that allow us to, the, I guess, they're the kind of um, lubricant between us and, and, you know, our sort of hard selves and our everyday selves, dealing with emotions and hurt and whatnot, and the rest of reality of being able to enjoy ourselves and enjoy other people at any given time. And this city does a good job of putting us in close proximity to strangers and each other on a regular basis. Mm. And I feel like things like 
programming when done well can be uh, a great source of salvation while we're still alive <laughs> amen and, and awake by the way miss yeah. mick did you hear that alive and awake what do you mean by programming Parties. Any events. Yeah, it could be as simple as a dance party. It could be a full-blown event like a festival. It could be a spectacle that's put on. There's really no limit to programming. Programming is just a utilitarian, right. kind of uh, inefficient, but it, it's what we have kind of word, a tool to work with to talk about uh, what we do when we try to, to book events places and put a, put a conscience behind it, put a, put a mentality behind it. What did you sell when you were in these other places in New York and San Francisco? Uh, I worked for spirit companies. Uh, so that was booze as well? Brand. Yeah. So but you've I, been able to make a living out of selling booze? I worked mainly for vodka companies, and I've always said this. If you can sell vodka, which basically is a flavorless and, and you know, aromaless liquid, then you can sell anything. You're selling smoke and mirrors. But... That mentality, unfortunately, became dubious and, and troubling in that environment because it was so competitive and it was about who you worked for. When I came down here, I worked for a venue called Eiffel Society. I did their programming and marketing for the first year of their existence. That's the Eiffel Tower? The Club on yeah. St. Charles? On St. Charles, right. right. What yeah. was your, did, do you like that place, personally? Well, I haven't been there in a year, to be fair. Okay, yeah. Um, I still have some contacts there, so I try to be as diplomatic as possible, but I don't know what they're doing these days. But at the time, you know, we tried to do some very unusual programming and get the thing off the ground in an unusual way, and it was a beast to sort of... Well, you were the guy who did, the, they had parties there on Friday nights or something, or like a big... Well, they tried to have parties every Was night. that you? Did you do that? Oh, well, I don't know. It depends when you're asking me about. I can't remember. It was a couple of years ago. I can't remember. There was like a push to try and make it happening again, because yeah, it was happening for a while. We were doing uh, different arts events there. Uh, we had a whole concept of how to develop it in a kind of unusual way based on the different components of what I felt this city represented, and that is the service industry, the arts industry, the music industry, and entrepreneurship. So were you a part mm -hmm. of RAW? No, Raw came after me. Okay. What's that? Raw is a showcase of a mixture of different artists throughout the city, uh, fashion designers, musicians, uh, painters. Um, but I don't know. I, I performed at it. I wasn't too happy about it, but not to say that my experience means anything. Um, but, yeah, so they were hosting different um, – it was like a basically a big – uh, art case for different in the Eiffel Tower building, whatever that, whatever that's called. Is yeah, it called the Eiffel, Eiffel Society. Society. Eiffel, yeah. Eiffel Society. I'm going so there tonight. Are you for oh, what? That's crazy. For raw? Uh, no, the <laughs> the Silicon Bayou News is having their top 100 entrepreneurs. Are you in it? Very cool. Are you one of the top 100 entrepreneurs in, in, in New Orleans? I don't think so. Soon to be. Are they going to reveal that <laughs> Soon tonight? Soon to be. Yes. So you went through the Idea Village, Idea Accelerator program. Yes. And it says here in front of me, which I don't know if any of this is true, of course, that's why you came back here. Is that true? From San Diego? That was a big reason, yes. How did yes. you get hooked up with that? Did you apply online or something for that? And they just said you're in and you moved here? Um, you know, I, well, I graduated from Loyola University a lot of years ago. 11 years ago. Congratulations. <laughs> you look so you. good. What did you... <laughs> what, Must be because you're so you? petite. What did you have a degree <laughs> in? Marketing and international business. Uh-huh. And, and I was what did you do with uh, it after that? You moved to San Diego? Nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I actually started a, my first business in 2006. What and was that? it was an, an environmentally friendly cleaning company. And I did that for five years in like San Diego. Janitorial. Mm -hmm. House yep. cleaning or business cleaning? Yes, using a lot of lemons and oranges, <laughs> basically. That's a pretty <laughs> smart idea. Use. You, it, you it clean good. with oranges and lemons? It was all natural, non-toxic, and we we're the second company to do that in San Diego. And so I did that for five years, and 
discovered it was not my passion, so I sold it in 2011. It's funny because you think you'd uh, really be into cleaning. Who is it, who's got a passion for cleaning uh, unless you've got a mental problem? <laughs> right. Really, I mean seriously. Does anybody have a passion for cleaning? Are you supposed to have one? I actually one? did not like cleaning. No. When I started the company, it was more like I saw a hole in the market right. and knew that that needed to be an option. But you like short people. What? You have a passion for short people. I do. I do. Do you have Leaning a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a partner of some sort? Um, I'm dating. And we'll what, what height is the person? What? <laughs> Um, taller. Taller than you. Taller than you. Okay. Well, <laughs> short girls like ta- taller guys. I think. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah, girls he's, a, he's a taller gentleman. He's a taller gentleman. Really? Is that true that shorter women are attracted to taller men? I mean, not For well, tall, but relatively tall. speaking, or taller yeah. than a man. Isn't exactly. that kind of a de facto? <laughs> well, that's yeah, it but is. I mean, tall as in taller than yeah, average. Taller than five feet. <laughs> well, that w- preferably a guy would be taller than me in heels, which is five three. So you'd like to see him in so heels? Or? No, that you're not taller than that you're not taller than him in heels, right? I don't want to tower over him when I'm wearing three inch heels. Right. Mm. How tall is this guy you're dating? When you're in heels. You don't have to tell us his name. What's embarrassing? Too soon. About? <laughs> Too soon. Well, okay, we don't want to go in that. Does he know you're dating him? <laughs> it is New Orleans. He does now. He, <laughs> he does now. No, I come hope on. So. Okay. Yeah. So it's not that serious yet, or is it? Um, I don't know. We I don't know. Him. Okay, well, I think we're going down a bad is road Is he coming here. to the Eiffel Society with you tonight? Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds Who's like asking? It. Yes, it sounds like <laughs> yes. So is there a chance you're going to be named one of New Orleans' 100 most influential entrepreneurs? Or entre- um, I feel like you're the they would have told me if that were... I should get an award for that. God damn it, I? you should. Is there a, is that a category for shortest? Mm. I don't think so. So you think they would have told you? Surely they wouldn't have told you. That's what they wanted you to go along for, so you can find out if you've won. Mm. Isn't it? Otherwise, only 100 people would show up. Right. <laughs> like, shit, I didn't win. I'm not going to the fucking thing. Right. I've got better <laughs> things to do. I'm going to go ahead and miss Mech play tonight. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So well, you that's might have won. That's at 11, won. so. You might 11.30. Have won. 11.30, you go on? That's what time you start? That's what time I what, start, What baby. goes... Okay. So I could do better. Jeremy, you can answer this question, too. <laughs> Why in New Orleans do we have to have gigs that start at 11.30? I don't make Andrew, the rules. Ask the bar. I don't it's make the like rules either. I think it's called bedtime. supply and demand. Mm. You think all of us want to go out at eleven thirty? What is everyone else doing till eleven thirty? Depends on the music or the, you know. It's the people that are paying how much they have to pay, what time they want to go out. Or people that okay. don't have jobs in the morning, but which is a lot people, of people in New Orleans. <laughs> not enough people to ma- make a living for you out of them. There's tons of people when you go out at, and gigs start at 11. It's supposed to start at 11. I have a whole series of gigs that run from 8 to midnight, if you prefer that. Mm-hmm. I prefer something that starts at like 5. Is it early bird? <laughs> well, they open at 5. Early bird special. Early, yeah. What are you doing from 8 to midnight, really? What's that? Which gigs? What are you doing? Well, Tiki Tolteca, we, we have a number. Of, I mean, Onoko, my company, does a number of things. Um, it's marketing and programming, like I mentioned, and the Daiquiri Fest is kind of our, our own initiative, but the rest of our jobs are client-based, and uh, one of our clients recently is Tiki Tolteca. They're a it's tiki a great name, Tiki yeah. Tolteca. It's kind of a Latin tiki bar as a concept. They're, they're uh, owned and operated by Felipe's. If you've ever been mm. into Felipe's in the city, they're yeah. uh, upstairs above the Felipe's uh, down on North Peters. And uh, they started a tiki bar, started as a pop-up, and then I came on, and we started doing Tuesdays through Thursdays. So, uh, on Wednesdays, we do a free burlesque night. And then on Thursdays, we do a dance party where uh, my fiance DJ Bunny, uh, spins uh, all vinyl, exotica, lounge, rockabilly, all that kind of stuff. 
I think you just figured out how to make the most of the show. Good job. It took you you 53 minutes, but you did it. That's great. Tiki Toltecker upstairs from Felipe's on North Peter Street in the French Quarter. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights. It's free Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. I love this. If you mention this radio program, I'll give you a free drink token. Hey, Hey, uh, you'll see me. Okay, a free drink token. And what are you smoking? Is that some sort of weed based? Item? I wish it was. We would be <laughs> passing We've it. We've been through this. <laughs> yeah, this is the last <laughs> show. We've been through this. This is my effort to you can stop get, smoking. You can get weed in these things, you know, now. We really? found this out last week. I know you could get it. Yeah, you could make it. I've watched a few e-how videos, but um, I haven't tried it myself. So, like, it's, use what a sock. Is, how do you, you, it's like a... Well, it's vegetable glycerin they use, so if you were able to, to you know, mix one oil with the other, just like you would with cooking and stuff. So it's an oil base. It is. Yeah. Well, it's glycerin-based, but I mean, the oil, I don't know, I guess the heat would change. I'm, I'm no specialist in it, but I'm, right now, for now, the main point is to, is to not you know, smoke cigarettes. Yeah, but the main point is that you've looked up on YouTube how to make pot No, based. e-how. Let's e-how. Be, let's be <laughs> oh, sorry. Specific. Sorry, sorry. E-how. Yes. I didn't even know there was such a thing as e-how, but I can understand that there is. Well, it's like a YouTube for it's a how, how to do stuff. Yeah. Okay. And so how do you do it? Um, you have to buy the weed first. I mean, like I said, I've watched it, but I didn't. Uh, I know, but how do they suggest you do it? You get marijuana and then you reduce it somehow. Or I kind of, I kind of tuned out at that point. Yeah, they got as far as the like, weed. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Too much work. Yeah, exactly. I hear you. Let's make Miss Mech play another song for us. That what do you think? Good. All right. It's warming up in here, by I'm the way. I'm going to play a weed song. Mm-hmm. No, I'm joking. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> oh. Well, that's what I call comedy. Yeah. What are you going to play, really? Uh, don't want to let you down. All right. Are you going for a ride, my babe? Got me way uptown with you, babe The lights are loud and I'm trying to sleep But I don't want to let you down I don't want to let you down when I take a look in your eyes, my babe Exactly what I'm searching for, my babe We got each other's backs and that's okay I'm never gonna let you down I'm never gonna let you down Being by your side makes me feel alright Morning, noon, and night, you make me feel alright. It doesn't really matter what people say. I'm gonna love you, my baby, and in your way. Even when there's a lot on your plate You got your doubts and you go without today To tell the truth means to bear it all My babe, I don't wanna let you down I don't wanna let you down Where are you going tonight, my babe? I can't sleep when you're so far away It doesn't matter what 
never gonna let you down I'm never gonna let you down I'm never gonna let you down Yeah. Okay, Miss Mick, was that written about a guy that everyone said you shouldn't be dating? Yeah, my mom. Your mom didn't <laughs> ever like him? No. <laughs> what happened to him? Uh, he actually got married. Uh, he let you down, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's what happens, right? He got married to somebody else, not you, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Really? Were you in love with him? Like, was it serious? He was like my high school sweetheart. and. Um, what high school was this in? It was in Slidell. In the North Shore. But, um, Slidell High or Salmon? Slidell High. Slidell High. And um, actually, Katrina happened. His mom took me in, let me live there for a while until I finished school, and then... I went to Tulane and that kind of separated us because I wanted, you know, experience. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you left him in the dust. I left him and he asked me to marry him and I said no. I was 18, so I wanted to I wanted to live a little That's bit. That's how they do that in Slidell because it's very close to Mississippi. It is very close to Mississippi and it's, you know, it's a very small suburban area. Mm. And so, yeah, a lot of people that I went to school with, settled down and got married and had kids which is beautiful and great but i just wanted something else you wanted to work in a strip club i wanted to work in a strip club no <laughs> yeah. yeah i wanted to go to school and just figure out what i wanted to do which is which is what led me to music uh ironically um going to tulane is what brought me into music here in new orleans so but if you i wouldn't have made song. that change but you wrote that song about him after you found music which is after he'd already got married to somebody else, I assume. So you must have been carrying something around for this guy Absolutely. all this time. Absolutely. Well, I mean, just in the sense of like, you know, it's interesting to know somebody and then you go through a change and you still know his family and like the support that they give you. So, you know, I'll always have respect for him as a person and who he is. And so it was just kind of like the way I deal with it. It's writing about it. Yeah. yeah. When you play this song, do you think about it? Absolutely. Hmm. What's his name and what's his address? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does he still live in Slidell? He does. Well, yeah. I think this thing's going to put things in perspective in the sense of how many Slidell housewives have you had on this show? Zero. I don't know. We're, keeping, we're not <laughs> you know? keeping those statistics, I don't think. There's exactly. a lot then. It's too many to count. I wouldn't, we don't ask people whether they're, you know, whether they're housewives or not. Really? Hmm. You, yeah, so. you talk about their initials, but not that, huh? No, because well, look at the initials. See, it's written on this thing here. It says Jeremy J. No, F. Thompson. No, I've seen but, them. But that must be, like, where did that come from? Who uh, gave me that? Where did it, where is that? Why uh, is that? Is it on the internet? It is on the internet. Do you send that to someone, like, on our show, that your name is Jeremy J. F. Thompson? I did, didn't I? Thank you. No further questions. <laughs> what, <laughs> why don't you take the J. F. out of it? Then nobody will ever mention they it. They really again. don't pay you to do this? Come on. Now we get paid a lot of money to do this. All right, see, yeah. But why do I you get twice as much? Why talk about this. <laughs> you're getting twice as much as me now. You're on yeah, staff. Yeah, yeah. Why do you keep the JF in there then, if you don't want it in there? Seriously, just live my last really? final, the, the my final is, serious the, the question. The answer is the most utilitarian thing you could think of. Ink searchability. Yeah, actually, ah. that narrows your ah. searches. Don't change. Excellent. Very interesting. You own so. everything you do, and you take it with you because it's the value you have. The That's very interesting that you figured that out because there's other people called Grant Morris. There's tons of people called Grant Morris. There's Mr. That's Get why I did Miss Mac. Miss Mac. Because there's tons of people named Michelle. I'm like. What's your What's your real name, Michelle? Michelle Cun Michelle Elaine Cunningham, which that's the initials. That's initial common as hell. Absolutely. I see. That's where Mac and Michelle Elaine. So, Cunningham. which is why okay. I did Mac because right. if you type in Mac, you only get like 
the Mississippi Economic but have Council. Have you researched the other people with your name? Have you all done this? Have you seen yes. the other people with your name? Absolutely. Right? <clears throat> I, I have a lot of them. I don't want to be them either. It's like <laughs> fucking some pageant girl and like winning really? a crown. Yes. Michelle Cunningham, the pageant girl. Mine's Elizabeth. a British newscaster. It's it's, yeah, right. It's like Mine is Mi- Mr. Gay Wales. <laughs> Okay. The country. <laughs> okay. Hey, he's great looking, this guy. Check him out. Grant Morris, Mr. Gay Wells. Like I wouldn't mind being mistaken for him. No, I know. Mine's a not Welsh. world-renowned linguist. Mm. Really? A linguistics professor from San Diego, coincidentally. Elizabeth Bates from San Diego, world-renowned linguist. Yes. Is she really tall? Or is she like... I could not answer that. Um, Hate her. She has she since passed. Oh. So. oh, we're sorry. But, um, well, you could impersonate her. Do you hate tall people? Do they piss you off? No, I love all people. Hey, so you don't hate anybody, Elizabeth. No. Let's just get that straight in case I you are entrepreneur I only of the year. I hate people who do me wrong. So who are they right now before we have to get out of here? So what are the first three <laughs> c- names that come to mind? I really only have one. Who is it? <laughs> come on. This is My ex-husband. Up. That's it. Oh, you have an ex-husband. <laughs> okay, very nice. Right. The plot thickens. What did he do to earn the <laughs> moniker of ex-husband? Oh. What didn't he do, Grant? Thank exactly. you, Mac. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. Why am I answering this? Uh, he liked uh, uh, women very much. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, what size? Girl, that's the Wife. worst. Average? Uh, actually, petite. Petite. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He so had a thing for petite women. Okay. <laughs> well, that will certainly <laughs> end a marriage, most marriages, pretty quickly <laughs> if you've you know, got a string of petite women. Mm. Yes. That will do it. Right. And how long ago was that? Just before you moved uh, back or ages ago? I think it's been like two years now. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. How long yeah. were you married for? A whopping year and two months. I oh, see so you've been unmarried for longer than... The guy couldn't even stay with you for a year and two months before he started cheating on you? Um, we were together for a total of five years, so I can't say where... Where the cheating started. Yeah. How did you bust him just, you know, on behalf of all men? <laughs> so you know how to not yeah, get yeah, busted yeah how did it happen <laughs> was Facebook involved Jerry Springer it was actually mm, Facebook. Facebook Jerry Springer and Facebook <laughs> Jerry Springer how did you where does Jerry Springer I don't know I from? used to love watching that but show but he has been gone for years he has been I just wish dead? I could have known I could have gotten this kind of free therapy I would have started earlier <laughs> you have something you'd like I to discuss I got an ex-wife we can easily keep going for another 10 minutes you know no one's going to kick us out Hugo's not kicking us out no, yet I don't like time limits I would have been happy earlier but we want to do another know. show no. I'm going to come back and do another show Grandma don't sleep through it. your show don't y- sleep yeah, through it yeah we can do a whole show about uh, your ex-wife if you'd like. No. <laughs> Half a show. So what's That's your advice to people that aren't married yet? Who, my advice? Yeah. I don't have any advice. Are you still single? I, mm, Are you looking to get married? Uh, no, I just want like, you know, what's, you know, with the, yeah, like what's some That's good advice about, you know. Don't pay attention to timelines. Don't have a timeline. Just be happy. What, what sort of advice do you, are you looking for about what? How to be happy? How to be married? Like yeah, like what's what's what are the good, what what should you be looking for in a marriage that can keep it strong? Jeez, I think you got the wrong people. Okay, well yeah. there you go. That's why we all live in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have a good record. I don't think there's anyone at this table who could help you with that. No. But uh, there may be somebody listening who could write in. Well, to Miss Mac yeah. at <laughs> Facebook <laughs> dot com, dot com yeah. and tell you what was the secret. I don't know if anyone knows the secret to being happily well, married. Well, maybe what's worked for them. I think it's the same thing as the secret of being happy by yourself. Either way, 
Well, that's a good point. I mean, I'm engaged at this point, and, and I'm happy about that, and I don't expect all my happiness to come from my marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but mm -hmm. I mean, I, well, that's why I hope for the best, but at the same time, I just have to be happy being alive and doing what I'm doing. Word. Uh, I think that's a good note to end on, don't you? Yep. I'm just going to have to be happy being alive doing what I'm doing. Thank you very much. Jeremy Thompson, Elizabeth Bates, Miss Mick, <laughs> Andrew Duhon, everybody here. And great morning. Happy hour. Thank you very much. Thank it's you. been a great Grand hour. JF. That is Happy Hour for today. Our show is produced by Graham DuPonte. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh was the guy who booked Miss Mech and all the other music guests on our show. Our theme song that you're currently listening to was written and is being played by Mitch Foreman. The fabulous audio quality of most of the show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes some of the best audio recording and live sound products around, including Studio One music production software, Studio Live Digital Mixing Consoles. I don't know why I always have trouble saying that for some reason. Aero Studio Models and much more. You can visit presonus.com for more details about that. If you'd like to be on our show, you'd like to sit around here and have a free cocktail, drop us a line. Our address is on our website where you can also check out our other shows, Happy Hour. Well, this is Happy Hour, isn't it? Yeah, this is Happy Oh, okay. There's plenty of other Happy Hours to listen to as long as, along with Out to Lunch with Peter Aschuti live from Commander's Palace Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic, True to the Game with Chris True and Tammy Nelson, Vietnam or our show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community with the Vietnamese Terry Gross, Kim Vu at Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. You can keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media on all of it where it's New Orleans. If you listen to this on iTunes, Stitcher or some other podcast app, thank you for subscribing. Take a moment, if you would, to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at the fabulous Casa Borrega. Borrega. Thank you. If you listen to this before Saturday, the 14th of December, check out the Latin Jazz Festival here at Casa Borrega. If you listen to it after that, come down and have a drink or follow them on Facebook and Twitter and find out what's going on. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, everybody back at INO, everyone here sitting around the table at Happy Hour at Casa Borrega. Thanks for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. We'll see you back here next time on Happy Hour.